You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode... I don't fucking know. Um... <laughs> The Amen Corner. Dude, I I'm think, Brad Rothschild. Dude, I think it's episode 13, and I'm Stephen Cook. Episode 13? How is it that I know I'm in this fog of jet lag, and you're I know... You're in the fog of war. And you're just in a, you're just in yeah, a fog. I, you know, because life is moving at such a rapid clip that I have no real understanding life of what Life comes at you fast. God, I love uh, that no, movie. No. Ah, please, really? Yeah, it was such a good movie. Oh, you didn't like Ferris no, Bueller's Day Off? No, this is our one annoying. real disagreement, I think. I mean, let's fight over this one, because you know he was annoying. Ah, uh, it was so good, man. He is an annoying character. No. Yeah, man. I, the only, my only problem with that movie is that it ended with them dancing on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Like, that was the end. You know, it was just weird. But otherwise, it was great. Uh, Wait, it ended Well, it didn't, but like the story ended. So then he goes back home. Like you knew that was going to happen, right? But it was so much fun. This is George Peterson. This is George Peterson. I don't know. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Of all of the 80s comedies, I feel like that one. I don't know. It was just like. I don't know. It seems harmless, too. It, well, you know what? It's too harmless and too cutesy. Oh. He was too, he was too cutesy. He was trying. And just Fast too Times hard. Ridgemont High was super edgy. Uh, hello, <laughs> hold on a second. Let's back that one up for a minute. What? I'm gonna say <laughs> it wasn't edgy. It was ridiculous, but it wasn't edgy. Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Yes. A 15 year old girl had an abortion in Fast oh, Times at Ridgemont High. Really? That is. Oh that yeah. Is. Was she 15? Wait, I don't even remember her having an ab- the abortion. Did you watch? The I movie? did, but I don't remember. I only remember All right, the whole thing Mr. with Damone. No, Damone yeah. not being there to take her, oh. even though he agreed. And then that's her brother right. Brad Hamilton oh. picked her up afterwards. Oh my God, that's right. And you don't think that's edgy, but you like Ferris Bueller? Come on, don't. I have to watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High again. I forgot the whole so abortion. Much, I must have repressed so that. Better than that. You're so much better than this. Come on. It must be my stupefied jet lag. I know. We got to get your mind right. (laughs) I still like like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We got to get your mind right, man. Whatever happened to Sloane Peterson? I think she went to Vassar. She probably did, didn't she? (laughs) The character or the actress? Both. Let me look it up. They had a sequel. (laughs) Sloane Peterson, the Vassar years. (laughs) And she hung out with all the soccer players, and it was like, hey, guys. Oh, God. She, she hung out with, uh, with Ephraim? I, yeah, I think so. I think her name was Mia Sarah. Yeah, her name was Mia Sarah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that she really was in very much after that. Mia Sarah Pochiello. She probably took Better that Better known as Mia Sarah. For, for her career's sake. She was born in Brooklyn Heights, New York. Of course. Uh, let's see where she anyway. went to, let's see where she went to college. She, uh, let's not shame her if she didn't go to college, though, Stephen. Uh, 
Uh, Not everybody goes for Bastard. I don't think he's. I don't think she did. Doesn't right, look. So, so she didn't go to Vassar. But she the definitely sequel couldn't. definitely was in was set in Vassar. Anyway, All right. that's neither here nor there. But what is here is something that's not there anymore. And what's not there is a functioning democracy. Where? Here. Here? Here. You've been gone a while, so I feel like you've missed out on uh, the death knell of our democracy, which happened this week, dude. Because it I didn't, I didn't pay clear, a lot of attention. I was, I was. It became pretty clear to all involved yeah. that the was this when the majority leader said that he was coordinating with the White House Counsel on the president's yes, defense. That, that might have something to do with this. That, they that I did no pick up. They have no intention of having a fair hearing in the Senate. So the question I have None. then is, do, does Zero. the House have to send these articles of impeachment to the Senate? Can't they just say we passed No. They don't no. have to. They don't so, have to. So why should they? So, okay. So what good does that do? No, no, it doesn't do anything. He's going to get reelected. What good does anything do anymore? He, well, that's the thing. Now that, you know, Boris Johnson... Um, won, yeah. and the conservatives won in England. Everybody here is losing their collective yeah, but I don't, and here's the thing. Trump's going to win I, again. I, don't, I think the analogy is superficial. Well, isn't, aren't many analogies No, but No, there are some that are obviously better than this others, one. but this one is particularly, yeah, first of all, Corbyn was massively unpopular, even among labor voters. Second, right. there's Brexit. We don't have yeah. such a thing as Brexit, which was had a, any impact and Corbyn himself yeah. was uh, wishy-washy never staked out a position right that's Brexit. true but we do have a set we have a sort of a Brexit of our own and the Brexit our Brexit is really our Republic no come on don't let's, let, let's no, that, that's not I, I, that's I, the, I, the, the, that, that is an, they, it's not even superficial it just doesn't even work I don't. I think it does no. work. I think that there are people in this country who are no longer. Yeah, but that's not the same thing as that's not the same thing as Bre- as Brexit. Of course, there are people who are no longer committed to our but that's, form of government, but that's and they're the people are, who they're, they're, who are running the country. <laughs> yes, but that's and that's a form no. of destroying. Yeah, I'm destroying the not, system from it's within. It's not the same thing. It's not the same I, thing. I didn't say it was the same. No, thing. No, you said that was a good analogy. I, I, you're the one throwing around no, analogies. And just because I didn't like yours doesn't just, mean you have to yes. shit on mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> man, we're getting edgy today, man. <laughs> this is not the MN Corner that your mom that your moms know and love. This is like we are two dudes, two dudes going at it. No. <laughs> Let's reset and get back on the same page like we always I'm do. I'm too Come tired, on. man. I'm too tired to All agree right. with you. Um, yeah, seriously. Oh, I'm so tired. Um, By the way, you're not my real dad. <laughs> so wait a second. So just stop it. No. Here we are. I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> I th- I just, I don't think that you can, first of all, Brexit's I, been going on for like three, almost three years. And, and so. have been destroying the government from within for, since Trump was Right, elected. but I think that the issue is, is that Brexit is a fundamentally different kind of problem than the problem that we have here. I do think, though, that one of the important things to remember about Brexit and going into 
the 2020 cycle, although I guess we're already in the 2020 cycle, is to keep in mind that social media is not your country. Um, That, you know, if it was, if Twitter was voting in the British elections on the 12th, Labour would have won and the UK would have remained in the European Union. And it was completely different from the outcome. So that when people spend all of their time, they live in this virtual world, they're really only looking at the world through a straw hole. Right, but but that I'm thinking though, there isn't one Twitter that exists. I understand you that have, one that one you Twitter. You have doesn't. your Twitter. No, I know. You have your Twitter. I know there's many, and, many, 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 if, many and, Twitters. And if I were on Twitter, but, our Twitter would be the same. But the Twitter that exists for the people who are Trump supporters is not the same. But keep in mind Twitter that most Mira. people aren't on Twitter. That's the thing. Okay. But most so so people, so even if you're a Trump supporter, you have a completely different Twitter feed than right. Non-Trump supporters, you're still looking through a massive, uh, a a very small straw hole of society. It's not representative. So the point is, is that there were all these expectations on the part of people who only live on Twitter about labor and about Brexit that did not come true because they were only looking at that very, very narrow slice of society who they tend to agree with in the echo chamber that's called Twitter. So whatever anybody is feeling, whatever anybody is prognosticating about the Democratic Party primaries on Twitter probably doesn't have as much a, a, a relation to reality as did Jeremy Corbyn's chances of becoming the next prime minister but, of the UK. Yeah, but I'm not certain that people are prognosticating so much about the Democratic primaries as they are the national elections in November and the or chances that, that, mean that Trump has. is going to win. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah again. You know, his he remains in the low 40s, low to mid 40s pop, popularity. That's a sign of his his weakness. But we shall see. But Meanwhile, he doesn't need. But you know what? He can win, and we know this very well. He can win the general. Yeah. He can lose the general election and still he, win the electoral college he lose, pretty right, easily. Right. Pretty easily, and I'm pretty sure that that's exactly all they're going that for. Is they don't strategy. care. They don't care if they get 39 or 43 percent of the vote as long as they get the states that they need. Well, so this, again, it only reinforces the point because people on Twitter in this virtual world are going to insist on a certain thing. And until you get rid of the Electoral College, this is the problem that you you run into. Well, that's not going to happen. But why would why would the Republicans give up the Electoral College when it works so well? Of course, that's the way that's the way they win. And of course, did you see the one thing I did notice while I was away? Was that Mike Huckabee? went on Fox Ugh. News to say that the yeah. president deserves a third term. Now, that has nothing to take lightly because these no, folks say exactly what their intentions are. Long That before. is their intention. But at the same time, part of it, I really now am, am I do believe that part of this is just trolling. Like they, they say things. I would things, never dismiss look, I, it. I'm not dismissing it at all. Yeah. I'm not dismissing it at all. It sounds like you are. But not at all. Mm. I think I don't think you're listening. <laughs> not at all. But what they do is they say these things because they know that our collective heads will explode. And they enjoy well, this. I, I, I'm not dismissing, again, they would like him to run for a third term. And if they can figure out a way to make it happen, then God damn it, they're going to well, make it happen. I think, no question. I think if, but they love the fact that we go nuts when they say this uh, stuff. I think that they, 
I think that they have every intention. And I think there's plenty of arguments that they can, none of them legitimate, but that they will muster. Like he, he, that they need to save the country from socialism, that he spent sure. all this time on defending himself on, from the Mueller investigation and now the impeachment that it's robbed or, him. Or all of a sudden they're going to decide that our, elect, that our election system isn't safe and that we have to shut it down. We can't have elections until we get to the bottom, bottom of what's of the, going on. Right, to the bottom yeah. of the Ukraine. Thing. Meanwhile, right. meanwhile, he struck all these bipartisan deals this week on USMECA, yeah. otherwise known as NATO 2.0. The yeah. uh, defense authorization went through uh, a variety of things um, NAFTA. that they that they did. The, what, the new NAFTA. I said that USMECA NAFTA 2.0. Oh, I'm 2. sorry. 0. Was I, was um, I, yeah. And but the, you know what? The Democrats feel that they sort of cleaned his clock on right that one. because they got they got a lot of protections built into the new NAFTA that weren't in the NAFTA. Yeah. And in the NDAA, they said, okay, you can have your space force, but we need parental leave, uh, parental leave for federal workers, which is good. Um, in any I'm event, wary of anything, but, so this, I'm wary this, of anything it, that allows him just, to declare victory right. on anything. I know there's a debate going on uh, about whether to do that, but it just goes to show how fundamentally crazy he is. Because if he had acted like a, even a halfway normal human being from the very beginning, he would have been able to implement most of his agenda. Um, there well, are parts of his agenda, of his other than the just, anyway. uh, other than the judges he, and the taxes, he hasn't really been able to implement other parts of his, other parts of his agenda. Uh, but those are the biggest things for his base anyway. Well, the, they're, well, they're, the tax cuts, the tax cuts are a huge, are a huge issue, but at least they're reversible. The judges, not reversible. This is what we're yeah, going to be living judges with that, this for generations. Generation. Yeah. Yeah. Two generations. Two generations. Two point like a 35 year old to who has no ship. And the, and the, and the, in the, um, the American bar association wrote that she, right, has no experience, zero, like no business being on the court. But if you're 35, you can 45 you know, years, 45, 50 years, not unfathomable. Right. right? That's right. You, I mean, that's two generations that's, right that's there. That's exactly right. So that's the thing that is, hugely upsetting. And the, and the fact that actually the thing that freaked me out the most was that, that Huckabee went out there and said that because if Huckabee said it, you know this is something that people are talking about in circles. Maybe not the central circles of right, no, the Republican Party. But right. he went on Fox News and what does the president have on all day? Fox News. Yeah. Look, he's been saying this. This is not a new concept for the president. No, I understand. He's been saying but, this uh, since day they're one. trying to build some sort of Ground case well, yeah. and then support yeah. for it. It's very, it's very, very frightening. Um, I can see yes. there being, I can see things around that becoming quite, um, I can see that becoming, you know, like a real step towards violence. <sighs> On whose part? Well, what would happen was, is that they would want to, they would want to, you know, put him forward and make the necessary legal and constitutional changes yep. further. There would be massive protests. Okay, hold on. Will there? Would I there don't be? No, that's the thing. I mean, people are protesting all talking. over the world. I was in Iraq. People were protesting. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people came out in Baghdad. But not here. Yeah. I mean, and again, you and I have talked about. I don't know. This. It was hundreds of thousands. No, there was lots of people in Baghdad and all over the country. And we've been talking about this ad nauseum, you know, the fuck this shit march that we've right. been talking about. 
Right. I, you know, I don't see it happening. I would like to think that if the Senate decides to have a sham hearing on this, that people, that will be the catalyst for yeah, people to get happen. up and get in the streets. But I don't know. Americans I'm not are, seeing it. They're like fat, wealthy, and happy, I guess. I don't know. They're too busy. But if they're fat, wealthy, and happy, aren't they going to vote for him? I know. That's the thing is that, you know, people, I feel like people disapprove of him as a human, but they're like, well, you know, my stock portfolio looks pretty good. But that's a certain subset of the population. I, know. I don't know. A stock portfolio. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. So if This has you, been a mystery. We've been talking about this since the historic third season of The Young Man Corner. How come people aren't out? Probably, probably earlier. Um, I don't know. If you don't have a stock portfolio and you're working two jobs right. and your wages aren't going up right. and they're telling you that things are getting better, but you're not actually feeling them getting better, how like how does that because you're busy working to, to keep yourself afloat? It's like but then it's like how the, does it's that like translate into supporting this guy though. It's well, what happens is is that this depoliticizes society. So if you're working two jobs, you're barely making ends meet. Yeah. You can't get out into the streets because you're too busy. And then when you're not doing it, you're bone tired or you're taking care of your kids. Remember the Uber driver I met? Yeah. You picked up his daughter at the babysitter at 11 p.m. every night, single father. Yeah, he, he can't protest. He can't protest. Now, I did read an interesting article today about Instacart. This is the uh-huh. uh, grocery delivery service. And it's, yeah. it's like the gig economy. You know, you have all these shoppers. You send in your order and some person goes and shops, shops for, for you. And so the company, you know, says all these people are independent contractors and they've been messing around with their wages. You know, they, they suck them in uh-huh. by saying you can make up to $25 an hour and whatever. And then the reality is after two years, they mess with your wages and they're people making $7.15 an hour. And so this woman... And no health benefits, obviously. This, this woman did some online organizing that has had an impact on, on Instacart. Um, they, uh-huh. you know, through Facebook organizing and others... They've able to when when the company has tried to mess with their wages in a variety of different ways. They've basically gone on strike, um, or they've accepted orders and then they cancel the orders. You know, just making life as miserable as possible. Um, that's had some effect on Instacart. So maybe maybe the fact that we do have this online world can be used to that effect. But I think you know you have people with stock portfolios who are like, wow, my my portfolio looks pretty good. Then you have people who are just trying to make ends meet who. Do they have the time? Don't have the time or the energy to do yeah. this. Yeah, I don't know. I, it really, it's a, it's a, it's actually a really good question. Um, that you know, we had this spate of big protests in twenty sixteen yeah. in twenty seventeen, yeah. and I think and the la- they, was the they, last big one. The, the March for Our Lives is that in the spring of twenty eighteen, early like March yeah. twenty eighteen. Yeah, I don't remember yep. anything big since then. Nope, there hasn't no. been. That's why. Right. So we're now talking about a year and a half. Right. Closing out in two years. Close to two years. Right. And there have been a couple of climate marches, so let's not forget that. Right. But in terms of protesting actual policies and things that are happening, like, I don't see no. it. No. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. So if we are not willing to fight for our democracy, do we even deserve to have it? I mean, this is the biggest challenge that any of us have ever seen in our lives yeah. to the country that we live in. And we're not doing anything. Well, I think what the, the mentality must be that we can that, – that there is one way 
to do this, and we just have to get to November. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't then, buy it, know, though, because what well, if the elections aren't fair? Right. What if they're not, I you mean, know, and, what if they mess with the elections? Right. right. And, the, you know, there's, and we there's already a, see this happening. The, we already we see, see this it happening. happening. Voter suppression and those kinds of things. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but the um, I think it was Wisconsin this week. They, the the um, judiciary allowed the purging of voter rolls. Like I, 200 and some I, odd thousand. I didn't see that. Uh this is what happens when you're in the city Earth. What happened? Yeah. Uh, sorry. The numbers in the neighborhood of 200,000 uh, names and this were is in Wisconsin? from the list. Let me yeah, guess. Many of them are in the Milwaukee area. I, you know, apparently there were sent notifications, and if we don't hear back from you, then we assume that you moved, and we're removing you from the voter rolls. And so, how, oh, God. And then, yeah, okay, and let's so, say... Let's say and you didn't happening. and you didn't see the if mail. If you responded, if you're, then as long, if you don't respond, I think that they're just throwing can, out Can your, you go and re-register? Can you fix it? Sure. Anybody can re-register, but re-registering isn't that easy. Right. It requires time. Right. And again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you're working those two jobs and right. you don't have right. a lot of time, you're going to go how down people, and re-register? How many people got that letter and how many people responded? I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough I assume about this is now details. a subject of litigation, right? Um, yes. But again, the, the, the courts ruled in favor of purging the, the rolls. So it's got to keep going through the system, right. but you think the Supreme Court is going yeah, to rule in our right. favor? Right. And when I say our, I mean in favor of people having the right to vote. Right. Not, not, not the Democratic <laughs> Party, just in, in, right. in favor right. of people voting. Right. Right. This should not. This should be a nonpartisan right. issue. Well, and it, so you know, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, has said over and over again that the court is nonpartisan. Um, it's very, very hard if you look at the recent yeah. decisions. Now they're going to. They're, they're, they took up Trump's tax returns thing. Yeah, right. This will be another. They sign. haven't ruled yet. What? But what's, they haven't. No, no, no. I know, yet. but it'll be a sign how they rule. Uh, whether John Roberts uh, is is being true, he I feel like he's the only hope we have left. It's weird, man. <laughs> We're I gotta be honest, it's weird. It's like these, disagreeing about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a little weird for me. Well, you don't think that he's the last? Hope I know. I just just it's weird. No, it's not that we disagree. It's just <laughs> a, it's just weird that we have to that people. Yeah. You know, John Roberts himself is has you know there's been you know didn't he uphold uh the ACA through some yeah, technical he ruling did. He um did. because he also understands that if you become overtly partisan it's problematic for the legitimacy of the court although i mean people have discussed how the how the court is suffering from a crisis of legitimacy to begin with right and he is Already. acutely aware of this he seems to be the only one acutely aware of this, though. <laughs> At least among the Republican appointees. Right, right on the on the bench. Um, <laughs> these guys, like these when guys, when they write opinions, apparently, particularly Alito and Gorsuch, um, yeah. they write opinions basically spelling out what kinds of cases should be brought to the court in, over to, in order to overturn things they don't like. Like they're fairly explicit in their opinions. Nice. Like you don't have. To, you don't have to be, you know, uh, you don't have to have graduated first in your in your law school class to pick up on what they were saying. 
Yeah. That's not good. No, it's totally not good. That's not good. This is like, but you know, I, depending on depending on John Roberts, it was like three weeks ago when we were all thinking John Bolton was going to save our <laughs> Right, our exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, if only we could get John Bolton to testify. <laughs> like It'll be great. Every, everything I kept saying he's not going to testify. Well, he's writing a book and he's well, saving there's all that, that juicy stuff the other thing is, is that, look, 87% of Republicans support the president. John Bolton is a yeah. rock-rigged Republican of a certain variety. Right. He is not going to be the guy That's who's going to go before the Senate, no matter how pissed off he is, Very to bring true. down a Republican president. It's just not going to happen. Is, People live in a fantasy is. world. Well, I mean, think about it. People have been living in a fantasy world since the minute after the election right. results were announced in 2016, where they're like, well, maybe the people who are on the Electoral College are going right. to vote their consciences and not... Uh, once he takes the oath of office, he'll be he'll certainly moderate. Right. Come on. There people. are lots... Yeah. This people is who are he is. Fantasy. Yeah, this is who he is. And it's only going to get worse. Right. And we say that all the time, and we're, we are being proven right <laughs> all, all the, time. the time. It's getting worse. It's going to get worse. Right. And if we don't do something about it, it's going to become intolerable, if it isn't already. But you know what's interesting is just watching how it happens, right? Although the social experiment is not going well, to this end is, well. Well, this is, this is how, this is how, where democracy has broken down in places around the world. These are, there right. are real parallels here. But speaking of around the world, I, have to, I just have to give a nod. I, I was in Iraq last week, and... I, I, I'm still trying to process it. I, you know, we, I'd been twice before, but just to the Kurdish areas. Uh, I was in Baghdad for a day and a half and then went up to Mosul and out into the Nineveh plain, um, went to refugee camps in, internally just to visit with both Syrian refugees as well as internally displaced people, the Yazidis who've been subject to genocide. Um, Man, it's just talk about it can only get worse. It just only gets worse. It just only gets worse. Yeah, and well, like and think about and we were driving out we, we were driving out to um way out to see the Yazidis um in a place called Nisoni. It was like a a long drive and we went through a town called Talafer, which is really bad. Turkmen Sunni Shia. Uh, it, Turkmen Shia and Turkmen Sunnis, and it's still like a war zone there. And I just driving through, I said, "Why?" It, I could not process why we had gone to war in two thousand three in the first place. It just, well, we just, and 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 the feeling that the kind of deep and profound polarization of the country goes back to, well, I mean, there there was there was the lots of support for the Iraq country, War. Right. But, the polarization of this country, yeah, this country. In Iraq. No, this, this country. country. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it predated it, obviously, with the 2000 election. But And then there was tremendous support for the 2003 invasion of Iraq. But then, very quickly, the country fractured the again. And part of it America was, part of it is this whole post-9-11 world. Yeah. And there was Iraq, which was... The, the terrorists have won, my friend. It is so bad, dude. It's bad, and you know what? In a lot of ways, we broke right. it. Right? That's my you point. Tom, you remember Thomas Friedman famously wrote, uh, the thing about Iraq is if we break it, we bought it. And, and, but we, don't, we didn't but buy it. But here's the thing. We, it's basically been forgotten. 
Yeah. Um, We've thrown it away now. It's only recently returned to the headlines because of these protests and the and the violent response on the part of the government. But the 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 complexities of the problems in Iraq, in addition to it having been a country that had essentially been at war since 1980. Um, with the sectarian and ethnic system of spoils that has been set up that has just compounded complex problems on top of complex problems where, you know, people really don't see a lot of hope. is re- It's extraordinary. And what were we doing there? We didn't understand that. We met with your, um, official Americans in Iraq who quite clearly don't understand Iraq. Or they don't understand Iraq any better than someone sitting in Washington, D.C. because, of course, they can't get out. Where everything yeah. is the whole thing between Iraq and what was going on, what's going on here in the United States was just profoundly depressing. This is that we go off half cocked around the world and we, and we don't have a foreign policy. We have politics. Um, if we had a foreign policy, I'm not sure we would have gone to war in Iraq. Um, well, we certainly don't really, have a foreign policy anymore. It was really just, I mean, the, the folks who brought me out there, a big shout out to the UN uh, High Commissioner for Refugees. They're, first of all, the UN is doing, the UN gets a really bad rap. The UN is doing amazing work out in Iraq because there are places you go, if there wasn't the UN, the desperation would be far greater. People would not have electricity. They wouldn't have potable water. They would have, they don't have great medical care as is. They would have no medical care. Um, in Mosul, they've rebuilt the water treatment plants. They're finishing up hospitals, uh, that had to be rebuilt. So, um, there are parts of the UN that are obscene and ridiculous, but the people who are out there in the field and their local partners are doing things that are important. Um, but it, the, 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 the enormity of the task, um, is, is so much, and just, just to think back on 2001 and 2002, the wargasm that was going on in this country um, and, the, and the people who, who said maybe this isn't a good idea the way they were pilloried, it just is like the antecedents to this crazy polarization that we have now in the country over domestic politics as well as foreign policy. It was just, I don't know, this is, I've, I've, I've been, there have been a few times where I've been abroad and things have been happening at home that I've been trying not to pay attention to. And then I come home and I'm kind of smacked in the face and it all kind of comes together in this blur of what the hell are we doing? What are we thinking? Um, and the, and the mythology about, um, what we were doing, um, is, is, is laid bare for being, you know, lies. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you saw this while you were away. They also came out with this report about the lies that we were being fed Afghanistan, yes. Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. So that came out just as I was leaving, which is okay. So that's deeply, basically deeply two, disturbing. Two concurrent wars yep. that we were lied to about mm-hmm. and that we continue to be lied well, to. Well, so no about. wonder people are pissed off. No wonder when the president says, right, exactly. when he goes after the globalists, People say these are the people – when he says – talks about these are the people who sent you to war have had no accountability and been lying to you. People say, right. yeah, and then these things like the Afghanistan papers, which is what I understand they're calling yeah. them now, it, it come out. People, and there's the evidence of it. Right. So it's not wrong for people to question right. the, you know, whether or not the government is being honest yeah. with them. And, and then you have large, things like – It's not. 
You talked about John Bolton being here, everybody. Um, you know, this is a guy who's deeply involved in Iraq, deeply involved in a variety yeah. of things, um, who says, you know, he doesn't regret the Iraq war. There's no, how could you not have regrets about that? Afghanistan, because, I, mean, I feel like Afghanistan, we slid into it. It was, I think, Iraq, there was, there was parts of Iraq that were based on stupid, stupidity, equal parts stupidity, equal parts mendacity, and equal parts over-ambition. Over I think Afghanistan, yeah. people felt strongly, and I think across the political spectrum, that you had to do something about Al-Qaeda. And then, of course, it slid into this Endless nation building, uh, endless nation yeah. building effort that I'm um, not long after it began was like clear that it had failed and it just became, I guess, people believed it was too costly to leave. Or again, it was about politics. If you left Afghanistan, if President Obama had left Afghanistan upon coming to office. And then there was some sort of terrorist attack. They would have wanted to impeach him. So better to well, stay there, right? Much, because we don't have a foreign policy. Damned, we have politics. He would have been damned either way, right? And, because if he had cut and run, right. then he would have been accused of being a coward. Well, he would, they would have called a coward. They would have been an orderly withdrawal. No, but you know, right. you but know it would have been called saying. a cut and run and put the country right. in danger. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, again, we don't have a foreign policy. We have politics. And again, it just came, it came back to me over and over again this week. And, and they, right, yeah. you're at the Afghan thing. And this is why I think Trump got a lot of traction last time. I don't, I don't think in 2016 it was a foreign policy election, but I think foreign policy played at a level, at, at a certain level, it was in the background and it was a winning uh, well, political issue for him. Said, Hillary Clinton voted for the that. Iraq war. She came quite hawkish. That wasn't her prior right, right. history. And for people whose, you know, children and right. spouses who went into and this uncles war and, and brothers and cousins and whatever, right. deployed they, many, many times. Right. Right. They're the ones who felt, who bore the brunt of it. And they, quite frankly, were sick of it. Exactly. So it's not, you know, and they come back and they are not treated properly. And there's no question about that. Right. Um, so is it a stretch to think that, you know, they don't feel that anybody's got their back. So if somebody comes and says, I'm going to upend the system, you're going to listen to them. Right. Or you're more likely to listen to them. Right. Anyway. Okay. It looks like we have gone beyond our we have? time. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're just getting warmed up. No, yeah. i got to go to sleep. All right. On that happy note, this <laughs> one's in the books. All right. Later, everyone.